I'll be reading from Exodus 5, 1 through 9, and then 22 and 23, and then I'll be turning into chapter 6. So I have a little more scripture than I usually do this morning, but I think we can handle a little extra word. Verse 1, now everybody can see it, I'm guessing. Okay. See, that's what happens when you forget to push a button and you don't turn around to check. And then, But I noticed that the button was pushed. And so now everyone can see that we're about to read verse 1. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The Lord God, the God of the Hebrews, hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, The people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks which which they did make heretofore, I should have went with New King James, ye shall lay upon them... Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let there be more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. Verse 22, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Verse Chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, and then 6 through 8. This is God's reply. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now... Shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh? For with a strong hand shalt he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abram, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. Wherefore, verse 6, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment and I will take you to for my people and I will be to you a God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will bring you into the unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and I will give it to you for a heritage I am the Lord 
verse 2, God spoke to Moses and said, I am the Lord. Verses 6 through 8, he said, go tell the people now, I am the Lord. Tell them what I'm going to do, but also let them know I am the Lord. For the next little bit, I'm going to title this morning's message, I am the Lord. We need to get that in our spirit this morning before we go home. We need to get that. We need to get a hold of what, what, what God is trying to say to us. I am the Lord. Would you lift your hands right now? God, we come before you knowing that your word is anointed, that your presence is already in this house. I'm just simply asking that you would anoint me, that you would give me words to speak and wisdom to speak them in. God, I'm asking right now that you would manifest your presence and at any time just take control and let your spirit move. God, we give you praise and glory and honor for it. And everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. Moses was an ordinary man with an extraordinary story. A Hebrew prophet, a teacher, and leader who delivered his people, the people of his heritage, he delivered them from Egyptian slavery. I went online and I began to search how many times Moses was mentioned. In the Old Testament, the King James mentions his name 704 times, making him one of the most prominent people in the Old Testament. The only only name that's mentioned more is David, and David was mentioned in the Old Testament 934 times. Moses has an extraordinary story. He's mentioned 79 times in the New Testament. So over the 66 books, we find his name is mentioned or recorded 783 times. And what a story. It's not just how many times his name was written, but he was adopted by Egyptian royalty and raised in the palace after he was found floating in the reeds. After after his mother just let him go to save him, he was found by the Egyptian princess and he was raised in in the palace. He was also a murderer, a fugitive, a shepherd. Dude talked to a burning bush. Then obeyed the burning bush. It's one thing to talk to the bush. It's another thing to obey it. Take your shoes off. This ground's holy. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he, the bush was burning and it caught his eye and he turned to look and he was like, hey, there's something strange going on over here. I'm going to check out why this bush is burning but it's not consumed. And then the bush starts talking and you're like, if it was me, I'm sorry. I think I might have had to start going the other direction. But the bush said, Moses, this ground's holy. Take your shoes off. So not only did he talk, but he obeyed a burning bush. He lived a life that legends are made of. When people would tell the stories, they would tell the stories of Moses. The first five books are called the Mosaic Law. He knew the Lord face to face, Deuteronomy 34 and 10, and there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. I love the fact that not only 
did he know the Lord face to face, but Deuteronomy says that there wasn't another one like him. There's not another prophet that arose that was ever as great as Moses. If we would look, we would think maybe, just maybe, that this guy had it all together. Except for the murdering and being a fugitive part. But when you begin to look at what God has done to and through Moses, you would think this guy has got to have everything put together and everything right. And no, that's not the case. He's just an ordinary man that listens to the voice of God. Do you want to know how you can have an extraordinary life? And this isn't in my notes, but I feel it. If you want an extraordinary life that's beyond where you are, you need to start listening to what the voice of the Lord says to you. If the voice of the Lord is beginning to deal with you about some things, you need to repent of those things. You need to turn away from those things. You need to allow God to speak into your life. If you want more than just the average ordinary life that's just mundane and hard you need to allow him to speak into your life. He got direction from a burning bush. He even had excuses but yet God gave him a word. You know how powerful it is whenever God is trying to give you direction and a word and you've got all of these excuses and he still gives you the word and tells you to go? Moses got a word. And the people believed when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that He had looked upon their affliction. Then they bowed their heads and worshipped. Moses even got a congregation. Hey, fellas, I mean, can you imagine this guy coming into town? He just comes in. He's got his brother Aaron. They're all ready to go. And he's like, hey, starting a new church. I was just talking to a bush and he told me to come this way. I mean, I don't, I don't know, if that, you know if that would really work or not, but something worked because he began to let them know that, that I was talking to God and God saw your afflictions and God saw everything that the Egyptians have done to you and then it began to ring true in the hearts of the Israelites that were slaves and they began to say, God knows where I am. God knows that I am in slavery. God knows what I feel. May I say to you this morning, God knows where you are. God sees the affliction. God sees the confusion. God sees the pain. God knows where you are. He knows where you are in Moses. He, he has a following and now he has an audience with the Pharaoh. Only for the Pharaoh to look at him and say, I don't know your God. Why should I obey him? In fact, for wasting my time, I'm going to make things harder on them. Have you ever had something like that happen to you? You got a word. You felt an unction of the Holy Ghost. You stepped out in faith. And you told someone they're about to get a healing. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) they get worse. You get a word that my family is going to be saved, Sister Hannah. 
You, you get a word and a promise that God is going to take care of you. Believe me, you're going to face these things. He's going to challenge what God has spoke to you. Don't ever think that just because you got a word, that suddenly you have a word and the devil doesn't care and he's just going to run away and hide. Let me make it clear to you. If you've got a word, then you've got a battle headed your way. You've got a fight on your hands because the devil's not about to let go. But you need to hold on to that word. You need to hold on to it. You need to say, come hell or high water, I'm not moving from here. I'm here because God sent me. I'm here because I've got a word. Oh, believe me, I've gotten those moments of, and then afterwards you're wondering, oh, was it just excitement? I've had those, I've also had those moments that I know it was from God because I couldn't get away from it. And I had to call the person. And the person on the other end of the phone was too busy to talk. How dumb do I feel? I just put God through all... See, I was like at the burning bush. I said, God, I can't. They're not here. You've got a phone. Yeah, I've got a phone. He knows about the phone. Man, come on. He took away all of my excuses. And then I called them. I even had the, I had the one of who am I to call them? Who am I to reach out to them? They, they, who, who am I? They, they've got plenty of voices in their life. They don't need mine too. Of course, they love me and I love them. We're, we're, we're close. But who am I to speak into their life? Who am I? And then I call. Hey, can we talk about this some other time? <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a feeling. Of let down. What a feeling of despair and makes you question and wonder did I really hear from God? Or was it just the emotion? of the moment. Did I really hear what he said to me? Did did I really just just step out in faith and tell someone they're about to be healed? Did I really just do that and then nothing happened? And the adversary begins to look and he begins to show up and he begins to talk and he begins to say, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm not about to let the family go. I don't know who you think you are. In fact, I'm about to make the sin worse. I'm about to make the world even worse. You prayed for your daughter to come home. I'm about to make it worse. You prayed for your son to come home. I'm about to make it worse. I don't know what the situation is, but the adversary is trying to tell you, You might as well go home because they're mine forever. You might as well give up and give in and throw in the towel. Be happy with what you've got. But I've got something to say. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. He is still God. He is still on the throne. And nothing can stop him. Nothing can hold him back. Let the devil fight. But God said, I am the Lord. I'm the Lord of your family. I'm the Lord of your home. I'm the Lord of the city. I'm the Lord of the harvest. I'm the Lord in the field. I'm the Lord. I am the Lord. (laughs) 
the same Lord that gave you the word is still the same Lord after it falls flat on his face and you can't see what's going to happen. He's the same Lord. He has not changed. His power has not diminished. Somebody needs to get their backbone straight. Stop ducking your head. You need to get a boldness in your spirit that said, I got a word, but I also have the Lord. And I have the Lord on my side. And if God be with me, who can be against me? But instead, what do we do? We question. Did I really hear this? Sure, we get excited when somebody's preaching and saying, thank you for getting excited so that I could use this part of the message. We get excited whenever the preacher's saying, I am the Lord. But then we walk out of those doors. We walk onto the job that we've been praying about. And hell hath enlarged itself. We walk into our home. And hell has taken up residence. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to sit here? This is where I'm going to hang out for a while. I'm turmoil. I'm confusion. I'm pain. I'm going to hang out here for a while. Now tell me about that word that you got from your Lord. Now tell me how much you believe you're going to be healed. Now tell me how much you believe that that person you prayed for is going to be healed. (coughs) And hell sets up residence. And it begins to say, this is my place. You're on my ground. I own this. See, the, the Egyptian king says, look, you're in my house. And I don't know who your God is, and I don't even care about your God. All I know is I'm about to make it harder on your people. And then we go and we begin to question God. We begin to look at him and we begin to ask him the same thing that Moses did. We begin to look at him and we begin to say, we begin to ask him, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated the people? Why is it that you have even sent me? Since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to the people, and you haven't even delivered them. We get mad at God. What I love about this scripture, Brother Jack, is it doesn't say he ever doubted the word. He never doubted the word. He was just frustrated that God didn't show up when he thought God should show up. God, I had it all worked out. Aaron was by my side. I went in and I said, look, hey, I got a following People know me now. I'm the bush talking to preacher. I'm Moses. You know who I am. I was raised in these walls. I was raised here. I had it all worked out, God. Why did you allow that pain to come into their life? Why did you even send me here? 
and we begin to go to those things in our own life and we begin to question God, why did you even give me a promise if you're not going to fulfill it the way that I thought you were going to fulfill it? Why did you tell me that I would get this fulfillment in my life? Why did you speak it to me through, per, through, through multiple words, through multiple people and confirm it with signs following? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that to me? Because I begin to speak out your word and now the people don't like me anymore. The people don't believe me anymore. The people are against me. Pharaoh is mocking me and you're not doing anything. It's okay. We've all been there. Where are you, God, when I need you? See, I had it all worked out. I had it all worked out. I had a plan. Everything was put together. I had I had my notes all put together, but now I'm all over the place in what I feel. But I had it all worked out. Let's start a building program. In the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Prices go up three times. Threefold. In six months. But in October I got a word. That word didn't change the prices any. That, that, that word didn't do anything. To the shortages. I can get up and I can show them the text messages from, from Brother Justin. I, 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 can, I can show them from Brother Justin Gleason as he's sitting in his chair, in his, in his prayer chair. That's what I call it. I don't know if that's what he calls it, but it's where he sits and he prays and he meditates. And he'll take things and he'll just begin. And he sent me a, a text and it's, it's got the picture and he says that he's praying over the word that was spoken into our life and into our church. I can show that to the adversary all I want. You know what he's going to do? I don't know your God. That word doesn't do anything for me. That, that word doesn't, doesn't make me that doesn't make me want to run away and hide. That, that word doesn't do anything to, to me. In fact, if it, if it does anything, it makes me want to fight harder because that lets me know that you're about to try to get into my territory, that you're about to expand, that you're about to grow. I want somebody to understand this morning that the reason your word is getting fought is because the devil knows that when your word comes to fruition, revival is coming to your home. Miracles are coming to your life. Healing is coming to your life whenever the word happens. And so don't get worried that the devil's fighting. It's a sign that the word is from the Lord. Don't doubt the word. Just believe that God has it all in control. When you can't see it, say, Thus saith the Lord God. When you can't feel it, still repeat it. Thus saith the Lord God. God, I will not stop. <coughs> what a wonderful time to do all of the things that you're doing. You take a step out, you take that step in faith. You get signed just like Moses got signs. Hey, Moses, all right, I'll, I'll give you some signs. Put your hand in the bosom, take it out. It's got leprosy. What? I mean, I was good with talking to the bush, but not just 
I got a leprosy coat. <laughs> okay, Moses, put it back in. Look at it. <laughs> it's a good thing I wasn't Moses. God knew to put me when he put me. <laughs> he said, Greg, you could not handle the desert. You got your stick. You've, you've got Aaron. Uh, I, I took care of the stuttering that you said you had a problem with. I, I got, you have a mouthpiece. Take your step of faith out. And Moses begins to question, not the word, but he begins to question God. And then, this is what I love about the whole thing. This is what I love about it because whenever we begin to speak out in faith and we are challenged and we come back to God and I have done this and I, 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 I've come back and I've asked him did I miss it? I've asked him after I've preached on Sunday mornings, God did I miss what you had? Did I miss what you were speaking to the people? I've, I've come back and I've asked him, I've said God why did you even send me to people to pray for them if nothing was going to happen? If I was just going to make their faith diminish I am not here to hurt them God why would you even send me to try to help and God just is patient God is kind God just simply looks down and says alright now, you've seen what Pharaoh thinks he's going to do. Let me tell you what I'm about to make him do. Not only is he going to let you go, but he is going to drive you out. And then God said, I am the Lord. We need to understand this. We need to get it into our spirits that just because we can't see what God is working on, we want God to come up and say, Moses, I've got it all worked out. This is what's going to happen. The angel of death is going to come over. You're going to leave. They're going to give you gold. People are going to come with you. I've already got the, the angels there. He's waiting. He's going to cause the Red Sea to open. You're going to walk through on dry ground. And then the then all the Egyptians, the water's going to come back through. I, I've got it all planned out. Out, but God doesn't do that. God just says to Moses, I am the Lord. We need to begin to trust him that he really is in charge. We need to understand it's not my church, it's his church. Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It's his harvest, it's his ministry, it's his calling, it's his anointing, it's his power, it's his spirit. We better understand he is still the Lord. We're not here to question him. We're here to say I trust in you even when I can't see it I trust in you even when I can't feel it I trust in you you know what I would love to see 
I would love to see some people whose family God has promised that they are going to be saved when you see them and you look at them and they're further away now than they were when you got the word. I would love for somebody to just begin to shout and dance and say, oh, he's still the Lord. He's still the Lord. He's still the Lord. He's still the Lord. What are you doing, pastor? He's still the Lord. Whether I see it or not, whether I feel it or not, he's still the Lord and he's still worthy of praise. He's still worthy of glory. He's still worthy of honor. And I still believe Isaiah, his word will not return void. It will not return fruitless. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. If you've got a word, you better rest assured there's not a devil in hell. I don't care how big he is, how bad he wants to say that he is. He's not big enough to stop your word. Because God has already said, it will do what I sent it to do. And if I sent healing your way, all of hell can fight it. But you're still getting healed. If I send deliverance your way, all of hell can fight it. But deliverance is coming to your house. I am the Lord, he said. It will be easy. It will be so easy to just not step out. You know how many times that I've just said, God, but what if? But what if nothing happens? I know none of y'all have ever done that. Y'all are all holy. Y'all are powerful. Sister Hannah's never done that. The only, the only thing I told her she couldn't do was preach an hour and a half. Unless she really felt it. And then she told me she has a picnic to be at at a certain time. So I was like, oh, we're going to get out of here on time. But it will be so much easier to just sit back and not operate and just have regular service, just have just regular old service, have our wonderful songs, and we can feel His presence because we're here. We can feel it because we're worshiping, because we're praising, and we can just come in, we can have our, 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 our message, and we can go home. We can come on Wednesday nights because you never know what you're going to hear. We found out that Elijah killed a bunch of people with a sword. We don't teach that part in Sunday school. We just teach about the fire and the water. If you weren't here Wednesday night, you'll have to go back on Facebook and watch. It'll be so much easier to just go with the flow. But there's something on the inside of me that says revival is not in going with the flow. And God didn't call you to just go with the flow. God has called you out. You are a peculiar people. You are the salt of the earth. You are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. You've got to understand He is the Lord. He is God. And He is on the throne. And as long as God is is on the throne we can trust his word we can trust his promise we can respond like we know it's going to happen I'm not I've, I've, I, I will admit I have, I have questioned his word before 
Are you sure? Brother Trammell, when I was first, we were first talking, and I told him I, I felt I got some direction about Arnold. He said, write it down because you're going to need it later. He says, you're going to be, you're going to need to be reminded that you got a word and you got direction because just because you got a word and got direction doesn't mean that the devil's going to stop trying to bring confusion. But I got a word. I got a word that this place is going to be filled with broken people that God is going to heal not only their bodies but their spirit I got a word that God is going to fill your families I got a word that God is bringing the backsliders home I'm not about to stop preaching it I'm not about to let it go I know that I haven't seen it yet but it doesn't mean anything because God spoke it and I know that he is the Lord if he's told you that your family's coming home you need to say he is the Lord he is Yahweh he is God it's his church it's his ministry it's his calling it's it's his word don't you see it don't you see how bad things are in this world? Yeah, but I've still got a word that in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Oh, I've got a word, all right. I've got a word that when things look bad, where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abounded. I've got a word. Let the devil do what he wants. Let him say what he wants. But I've got a word, and he is the Lord. He is still on the throne. He is still on the throne. I'm getting ready to close. But if everything went according to plan, we would not walk by faith. It's bigger than you are. You want to know why the adversary's fighting? Because it's bigger than you. The revival, you want to know why we feel what we feel in here? It's because it's bigger than us. It's bigger than Bethel. It's bigger than Arnold. It's a world that's broken and hurting. It's bigger and there's nothing the adversary can do. The word is bigger than us. In the middle of our despair, He is the Lord. In the middle of your pain, He is the Lord. In the middle of your thoughts that no one loves me, that I can't be forgiven, that I can't take a step closer, He is the Lord. Can I tell you, you've not gone too far. You have not walked out on the grace of God one too many times. He is the Lord. And His mercy is still made new each and every day you need to get a hold of it as long as you've got breath in your body there's an opportunity for grace in your life as long as long as long as long 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And all I can hear is him saying to me, I am the Lord. I stopped listening to the voices of critics. I've stopped listening to the voices that say it'll never happen. I've stopped listening to the voices that say it'll never happen in Arnold. I've stopped listening to the voices of the adversary. I've stopped listening and I've started listening to the voice that says, I am the Lord. And I'm getting a little bit more faith and I'm stepping a little higher and I'm walking a little bolder why because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and the word is I am the Lord I'm the Lord in your darkness I'm the Lord in your despair I'm the Lord in your loneliness I'm the Lord in your sickness I'm the Lord in your disease I'm the Lord in all of your pain I'm the Lord I am the Lord Come on, why don't we stand all across this house? I am the Lord in your lifestyle that's confused. I am the Lord in your lifestyle that tells people, I don't know who I am. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. So be careful. Be careful what you do. Because he's on my side. Devil. See God. I love verse 1. Where God just says, "Let let let me let you in on a little secret about what I'm going to do. Because it's one thing. For me to show up. Do you know who I am? I am licensed with the UPC. Oh God, I know. Right, no, I'm just kidding. How about this one? I'm the pastor of Bethel. Do you know who I am? That is a card I do not have. I try to come in and I try to act that way. He's going to say, I don't know who you are. But if I come in and I've been humble and I've just followed what he's told me to do and I've spoke his word and I've done all that I can do to stand, stand therefore. Just keep on standing. Because in just a minute, my daddy's going to show up. And it's one thing for the son to be there. See, I've got his name. I come in his name. I have authority because of his name. I was baptized in his name. See, this thing is even, it's warm. It's ready to go. I've got his name. But when he shows up and just says... I'm going to back up what he just said. It's one thing 
for me to get excited about how much I've been forgiven of. And it's another thing for God to step in and say, I don't even know what he's talking about. I can back up what he's saying. It's as far as the east is from the west. That's how much I don't remember his sins. Oh, it's one thing when you walk in your house and you start saying, I plead the blood of Calvary. I plead the blood of Calvary. I plead the blood of Calvary. It's one thing when you do it. It's powerful. But all of a sudden, when your daddy walks in and says the blood is in the house, The blood is in the house. You've got to go. I am the Lord. You want to know what's going to change your life? Get the Lord in your life. Get the Lord in the situation. Get the Lord to show up. That's beyond repair. I don't even know where the notes are. I thought of this. My Weimer, Oliver. 100 pounds, over 100 pounds. If you would hear him bark, I've told the stories. Those of you that have watched on Wednesday night, you were introduced to Oliver that one Wednesday night because he decided to just stick his head up into the camera. Oliver, making his presence known. But I have watched that dog massive dog to me Woody is my neighbor that God is going to touch in fact praise report Woody was out mowing his grass to last weekend he was supposed to be like just they didn't know how much longer he had he was out on his John Deere mowing his grass he was out the other day out there he had his oxygen on still but he was like hey Greg how's it going I'm enjoying the sunshine What about you? He was just, we're going to keep praying. But Woody has this little dog. (laughs) Fit in a purse if I carried a purse. (laughs) Can I save this, Lord? But I don't know what Woody's little dog's name is, but it's it's a little white thing, and it's, it's all, it yaps. Oh, it yaps. And in fact, before I got anything moved in, Woody warned me. He goes, I got a little dog, and she loves to yap. And I said, all right, that's fine. I got two dogs, and they love to bark. So Oliver, he's all tough. He takes off running. This happened this week towards that fence because he saw that little dog. And that little dog bowed up on my dog. Yep, 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 yep. He turned around. His tail's about that long. It was tucked between his legs. And he was coming as hard and fast as he could until he saw his daddy. And then he stopped and turned back around. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Daddy's here now. I don't have to be afraid of anything. Thor came out, stuck his head out, went back in the house. You guys are crazy. But Oliver walked back over to him, and I just said, Oliver, get in the house. And that little dog just stood at the fence. I ain't going anywhere. And Oliver just turned around like, like he hadn't just ran away in fear. 
every once in a while. We're big, bad Oliver. And we're going to charge hell with a water pistol, as the preachers say. Because we got a word. But then the devil starts yapping. And not only does he yap, but he starts charging. And oh, we turn around. Because oh, this was not what I bargained for. I was good while you were over there. Goliath, I was all right while you were staying on that side. Don't don't start running. No, not David. Oh, I got I got something you don't know about. I got the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel. Let me introduce you to him through this stone. And we begin to run away and we begin to question God. And then God steps outside and you see that the Lord is on your side. This morning I have come with one purpose and that is simply this, to tell you God is on your side. God is on your side. I know the devil has fought you at every turn, but God is on your side. Don't stop speaking that word out. Don't stop praying for your family. Don't stop praying for healing. Don't stop believing for miracles. God is on your side. God is on your side. I am the Lord. And that crazy dog, the closer I got to him, the closer he was willing to go to that fence. You need to get him close to you this morning. Oh, he's as close as the mention of his name. And he wants you to be reminded that he is the Lord. I know this world has hurt you. I know your family has hurt you. I know, I know where you are, Israel. I know you're in slavery. I know you're in bondage. I know the taskmaster has brought pain on your life. But I am the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You can't do this by yourself. You can't do this by yourself. You need Him. You need His power. You need Him with you. You need to be reminded that He is the Lord. He has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. 
you are not alone. He is the Lord. I'm just going to give you what I feel because I can't get away from it. You've wondered and you've, you've asked, can you really forgive me? Can you really forgive me? And he just simply says, I am the Lord. Oh, Yahweh. I love the part of the scripture where God says to Moses, I talked to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they only knew me so far. Moses, I've revealed myself to you in a way I never revealed to them. Moses, I am that I am. And I am the Lord. May I tell you this? I do not care what your family has done. I do not care what you feel is the heritage or the curse that is handed down from generation to generation. They have never known the Lord. Like you can know the Lord. It ends with you. And God said, I am the Lord. And Sister Hannah has already said it. He looked above the crowd. And he said, this day. This day is salvation coming into your house. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they, they only knew me so far, Moses. But I revealed myself to you in a way that nobody else has ever known me before. And oh, it's going to be written of you, Moses, that you knew me face to face. There are going to be things you're going to encounter that no one in your family's ever seen before. That no one has ever experienced before. Because you're living in an age to where God is going to pour out His Spirit like never before I am the Lord this morning if you have a word I would love for you to find a place to pray if it's around the front that would be wonderful but we're going to pray that God would remind us because it's one thing for us to come and just say, God, why didn't you show up? It's another thing for God to show up and say, I am the Lord. This morning, He wants to show up and tell you and reassure you, I am the Lord. He's the Lord in your family. 
He's the Lord in your home. He's the Lord of your promise. He's the Lord on your job. He's the Lord. He's Yahweh.